I'm Charlie Hipwood, CEO of Mass Ventures. And I'm Stacy Swider, an investor at Mass Ventures. And we welcome you to the Fundable Founder, where we'll be exploring relevant topics for technology entrepreneurs to help them succeed in raising capital and in growing their businesses. As a founder who started and ran three companies, I didn't know what I didn't know when I first set out. <laughs> but you eventually figured things out, right? For the most part, through trial and error and mentorship. But now as a VC, I'm frequently advising entrepreneurs on the same topics. So Stacy and I are here to share that earned wisdom with you, along with the experts that we interview on a variety of subjects. We are. The roadmap to a successful startup is at your fingertips. So turn up the volume and grab the keys to success for your fundable founder journey. Hi, welcome back. In this episode, Charlie's going to share some learnings about hiring senior managers and co-founders. Um, why is hiring an important topic, Charlie? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, look, if you're an entrepreneur, um, to me, one of the most important things you can do or what one of your biggest focus should be is who you're hiring, uh, especially senior managers and who you're founding your company with. Uh, as a venture capitalist, um, you, or as a founder trying to raise money, you might hear it quite often that VCs invest in teams. And that is true with your first fundraise, your second fundraise, your third, your fourth, you know, your series ABC. Uh, the VCs are looking at your team first and foremost. And it's your team that's going to allow you to succeed as an organization. And hiring, hiring senior managers is not easy to do. Uh, it's not easy to find the right person. Making a mistake can be incredibly costly. It can be it can torpedo a business if you hire the wrong person. And so, and enough founders, not enough founders give it the priority that it should have, right? I've just seen way too many founders who don't want to spend the time to come up with the right process, the right questions in order to find the right hires uh, for their organization. And it's incredibly important. Yeah, a process is so important. Everyone should read Thinking Fast and Slow by Kahneman before they hire anybody yep. too. <laughs> Well, it, what are the qualities that will like that a person needs to succeed? Yeah. And, you know, I have you mentioned Kahneman and thinking fast or slow. You know, I always think of Ben Horowitz's book, The Hard Thing About Hard Things. Okay. And I absolutely anybody out there who wants to start and grow a company should read that book. There's a great chapter or chapters on hiring. And I think Ben outlines it better than anyone else I've seen outline it. Uh, and it really gives you kind of a, a, a groundwork to go from uh, as you think about hiring. And it's really good. And by the way, it's also a hilarious book. So it's a fun, <laughs> fun book to go through. Yeah. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't understand most of the hip hop and rap references, but I'm sure they were really funny. <laughs> it just is funny. And he just was so self-deprecating even he was so successful himself. Yeah. And I mean, in, in the advice for the process and a lot of this I got, I take right from Ben Horowitz and what we do at Mass Ventures is, you know, really have that process. You got to know what you want uh, when you're going out there. I mean, I write down on paper what I'm looking for because you don't want to just hire based on look and feel. I was, you know, I've hired a lot of people in my life and I would say for the first half of my professional career, I was guilty of hiring based on look and feel, right? It was, I grabbed somebody's resume. I'd say, oh, I see you went to Boston College. I went to Boston College. Where did you live? You know, uh, did you watch the football game last week? And you leave the meeting going, oh, I really like that person. I think I'll hire them. Um, but you can't do that, right? You have to know what you're looking for before you go out there. You need to, 
look for strengths as well as weaknesses um, and what weaknesses you're willing to tolerate rather than just looking for someone with lack of weakness. And then you need to run a process that figures out the right match from there. So um, again, writing down what you want, the strengths and the weaknesses you're willing to tolerate, um, your criteria. That's a great point. Everyone has weaknesses. There's no perfect candidate, but who's the person? The other thing is who's the person you need right now? As your company grows, this is one thing yep. that the Horowitz books gets into so well, you're going to, your, your executives, there's going to be some changes, but for sure. the, the person at the startup time isn't necessarily going to be your person at your scaling time. It probably won't be, but it, exactly so there's right. the being really intentional about who you need right now, writing it down and strengths and weaknesses, like you say, but also diversity of thought, you know, that bringing also broadening there's that old GE, I think it was Jack Welsh, you know, you always want to raise the IQ. Yep. Yeah. And you need to get out of the mindset of, you know, I'm looking for somebody with five to seven years experience uh, and an advanced degree from a top 10 school, right? Like you're, you're not looking for someone, you know, just straight out of central casting or, or whatever it might be. You need to come up with criteria that focus on, on things about how somebody operates, what they're, how do they think strategically? How do they work well with a team? Um, and how to, well, and their ability to hire too, right? Because you want your senior managers and co-founders to also be able to hire and grow teams. And so- oh, yeah, you know, derivative there. Yeah, and you know, I've mentioned it on several of, of these videos and elsewhere that, you know, at Mass Ventures, I don't look for somebody with experience as a venture capitalist per se. I just look for somebody who's passionate, intellectually curious, sound decision-making with limited information, as well as a strong work ethic. Those are the core components that make a good VC, in my opinion. And so that's what I'm looking for uh, in my you know, co-investors. Uh, and then I look for the same exact thing in the companies that we, we fund. I'm looking for founders who are those exact same criteria. And I'm interviewing them based on those criteria. Are they passionate about what they're doing? Are they intellectually curious? What is their work ethic? How do they go about making decisions with limited information? If you can get that out of somebody, it really, if you just ask questions around those types of things, you will quickly gravitate to the right colleague that you want to hire. And then on the investment front, the right companies I want to fund. And possibly as an entrepreneur, maybe you ask those same types of questions to, to organizations you want to partner with, um, for example, or even the VCs that might fund you. Make sure that they have those criteria, not just a set, you know, five to seven years experience in XYZ. So can you share some examples of questions that um, people might use to sort of dig into these core competencies? Yeah, so, you know, I, so part of it is asking some questions that just kind of, you can see the people thinking on their feet, right? So, um, you know, a lot of it is is not your standard questions that you would ask in a typical interview about, tell me about it, tell me about this thing you did on your resume. What you're really asking for is getting them to think about the future sometimes or think about what worked in the past. And so sample questions might be, you know, if you're, if you're interviewing a, somebody to be a senior manager on your team in any position, uh, might be for, you know, what do you look for in a partner? What do you look for in an employee if you're hiring? And so you get to their thoughts about, about how they think about growing teams and growing the business. Um, you know, sample questions like, what do you think of the evolution of this business in five years? Where do you see this business? Yeah. Uh, and how do we get there? Um, I always ask questions about, tell me about a time you had to make a decision on limited information and how did you do it? Um, I also ask a lot about, you know, how do you achieve long-term success? How do you, how long do you stick with an idea before giving up? 
um, those types of things. Really get around the, the person and about it'll tell you how they make decisions and what their work ethic is like and 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 whether how passionate they are about things. Yeah, but those are normal questions that people get in interviews. So if you interview ten people with that same set of questions, you will quickly find out which people have the criteria that you're looking for. Right, right. Just their 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 sophistication and or the level of sophistication in their decision making processes. Right. That's right. right. So what if you were looking? Um, so that'd be like for a senior manager. What if it was like head of sales? Yeah, head of sales is important, right? Um, Toughest one, know, I think, to hire and for. It's, it's really tough to hire for, and especially if you're not if you're a founder without a sales background. Uh, it yeah, be, it, it's so hard for university spinouts. Like you just have very salespeople are sometimes the most. Um, they're just sometimes the most unlike the technical founders. Yeah, not in a bad well, that, way. Just different experience. That and salespeople are really good at convincing you that they're good. And so <laughs> maybe that's what it is. You got to watch out for people like that. I think across the board that you know, people come in with these great resumes. You're talking about how, you know, you want to ask these, these questions and not just focus on the, 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 the four years at so-and-so and so that they could say, they could take, I try to watch out for this, people taking credit for great times at a past company, yep. but they weren't necessarily the ones making that happen. That's right. Right. They're yeah, like, so oh, we grew exactly. from 10 million to a hundred million, but they were in some other division, not really doing anything or what I say, they were sitting on the bench. They weren't batting second. Or maybe they were responsible for a million dollars of that $80 million growth or whatever the number was. Dig in a little bit. What was your role in that? Exactly. And so, again, getting away from the questions that just look at the resume and say, tell me about working at XYZ company where you went from 20 to $100 million in revenue. If you're interviewing a salesperson, you have to drill down on how, you know, what was their process for, you know, identifying those customers and qualifying customers, for example. But also as you grew, how did you hire your team? You know, what were the criteria you were looking for in hiring your team? Um, you know, but, you know, basically just talk about your process for closing an enterprise account or, or, a, or a large whale versus closing a small to medium-sized business customer. And what are the differences, right? And if somebody can't answer those basic questions, they're not the right person for you. Yeah, another thing I look for is, are they using technology, like in a good way? And not just like, oh, I'm using everything and now I have 22,000 logins, but are you working smarter and not harder? I always uh, obviously like for the, the whales, question. that's high touch, but for some uh, stuff. For sales, I always like to ask the question of, you know, how do you identify an underperformer on your team? And what do you do about it, right? And then you'll find out if the person was really responsible for the growth of their organization or not. Oh, that's clever, right? Yep. Right. One other thought about sales, because it's such an, it's, it's obviously a, a subject close to your heart, it's very dear to mine, is um, the interesting thing about hiring for sales is you really need to do, I want to say gap analysis, I don't know if it's that serious or that involved, but in companies I worked at, what it took to make a really good product was like, say, what I used to do was being like really good at material science, right? right. What it took to sell it was totally understanding different. nuclear detection, mm -hmm. right? It was, a, I didn't have that skill set. Right. And so you have to, you have to be really honest. We, frankly, you just have to think about what your customers, who they want to talk to. 
they really don't always want to talk to you, the people who invented it. They're kind of like, we don't know what AI is. Like your customers don't know and don't really care. What they want to talk to is someone who really connects with them about their problems and their day-to-day problems and their business problems. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the important thing here is, you know, the message that I want to get across is that it is worth your time and effort as a founder to come up with a process and a plan for hiring senior people, because it will, it will have such an impact on the probability of success for your organization. And you don't want to just outsource um, your early decision making to a junior person or to a you know third party because you don't have the time to do it. You really should take the time to figure out how your process should run, the questions you want to ask people, and what you really are looking for in a candidate, including the strengths you're looking for, as well as the weaknesses you're willing to tolerate. And once you come up with that plan, your hiring becomes that much more successful. Like I feel like the last five hires I've made have been home runs. Uh, because we have the right process and plan in place. Uh, and that's advanced the organization 10x what it would have been without the absolutely right hires. And so the time put in and the effort and thinking about this up front is, is, worth, is so worth it. Um, and so reading books like, you know, The Hard Thing About Hard Things um, is, is beneficial as well. But come up with your own plan. For Mass Ventures, I wrote my own 10-page plan. And I stick to it every, every time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so important to executive leadership. Eventually, as a person's company grows, you have an HR department, but still that department is only going to reflect, it's only going to be as good as you are. And it's only, you know, exactly. you learn things from them. Obviously, it's a two-way conversation because you know, I think I think you referenced Jack Welch earlier. You know, he in one of his books, he said the second most important person at GE when he was the CEO was his head of HR. For sure. That was For the sure. second most important person. <laughs> so make sure you, when you're hiring senior managers, you hire a good head of HR. Yeah. Yeah. You don't wait too long to do that because it's so, so, so important. You can't just outsource everything. You can't, it, you know, consultants who help you hire are really great in the beginning, but anyways, you get out of it, what you put into it. Exactly. And one um, final thought, maybe this isn't the final thought, but the flip side of hiring is firing. And that could be a whole separate topic in itself. But I think a bit of advice we both would give people is you move, move swiftly. Don't let yes. anything rot in the apple there. Just, just if it's not working out, then nip it in the bud. Crucially important. It just starts to poison. You don't even realize how badly it's poisoning everyone else in the organization. Poison might be too strong a word, but it really brings people down. When someone's yeah, not I, succeeding, not a fit, not deemed good, and they're like, why is this person still here making all this money? I know. And and hiring is, I'm sorry, firing is not fun. <laughs> Nobody wants to do it. You often think that the person may change. Uh, you know, you certainly want to have open dialogue with the person if, there's, if, they're, if they're not performing uh, and you give them a chance to change. But if they don't change quickly you need to move the organization in a different direction and, and take that away, especially a startup organization, because every single person needs to be moving the business forward and not slightly sideways or backwards or not moving, period. Uh, and so everyone's got to be on the same page. And if you don't have that person on the same page, it's detrimental to the entire organization, especially an organization where people are probably paid under market if it's early stage. They're probably dependent on their equity. Uh, And so if one person is not doing the right thing, it can have hugely detrimental effects. So the key is 
hire intentionally, right? When you're hiring, do it. Make sure you're intentional. You're finding the right person. You're getting input from others, but making a good decision on your own. Take your time to find the right person. If you see someone's not the right person after you've hired them, you need to move on from that person very quickly. And it's often the best thing for that person as well. Yeah, it's not good to get terminated from a job, but if they're not fitting at your organization, they're a better fit somewhere else. And so move, move on uh, quickly uh, and, and swiftly, and then find somebody, again, back to your criteria, uh, that you look for in hiring and, and start that process over. Yeah, it's better to just take the pain then and it hurt. Ugh, it's tough, but and then start the process over. Any final advice? You know, hiring is something you get good at over time. It's you have to interview a lot of people to really hone in on what you're looking for. And it's worth the time and write, take your notes and and be honest with yourself about what you're willing to tolerate in terms of getting the right person for the organization. And then if you come up with your set of questions that you that you get good at asking and, and get good responses from, you'll get into a rhythm for interviewing that head of sales or that head of product or that head of operations and finance. Uh, and you'll start to figure it out. Yes, this is exactly the person I'm looking for. Uh, or these, these nine candidates are not what I'm looking for. It's the best part. You eliminate all those people very quickly and then hone in on the two or three <laughs> yeah, that are the best. Yeah. Right. Right, right. With diversity in mind. Yep. Okay. And go go read Ben Horowitz's book. He, he does a much better job of explaining it than I can. That's good advice. Thank yep. you so much, Charlie. This was fun. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Fundable Founder. Please go to our website at mass-ventures.com for more information on Mass Ventures and where you can also find other episodes just like this.